this life is beautiful. Um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, I, I do feel blessed, so therefore I never really talk about it because I never wanted to come across as complaining because I know that I'm one of the few that gets to wake up and do what I love to do. But this life takes a very, very taxing toll on you mentally, uh, your soul, everything. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode six of the Be More Well podcast. My name is Jeff St. Pierre. I appreciate your time so much. The fact that you're taking time out of your day to listen means so much to me. If this is the first episode you've checked out so far, please take a listen to others when you're done and click subscribe so you can be notified of future episodes when they're ready. I was taking a few minutes to look at the stats of this podcast, and it looks like most people are listening via Apple Podcasts right now. If you wouldn't mind leaving a review on there, I'd really appreciate that. A hopefully positive review will let the podcast powers that be know that you like it, and maybe they'll make sure other people see it as well. Also, follow us on social media. I am working on being a little better with posting and staying up to date. I am reading the comments and messages that come through, but posts are still kind of my struggle. I'm getting there, though. I'm working on it. On Instagram, we are Be More Well Podcast, and on Twitter, we are just Be More Well. All right, so on this episode, episode six, I have an opportunity to speak with someone who inspires me. Not only am I a fan of his work, but I have a great appreciation for the way he runs his life. I caught up with country star Kip Moore when he stopped in Baltimore for a show. Before we dive into that conversation with Kip, though, I I did want to take a quick second to apologize for the delay in posting this episode. I had planned on launching it earlier, but I came across an issue with the host of the podcast. I was actually listening back to one of my episodes, and I noticed that the host site had placed an ad for another show that really didn't fit my personal or political beliefs. I'm not going to tell you who that was, but I just decided at that moment that I needed to find a new host site. If this is my show, I want control over what gets placed in it. I don't want people to think that I support certain things just because they're showing up in the podcast. It is very, very important to me to make sure all of you know that you are getting authentic content when you listen to this show. The opinions are mine and not those of the host site where this show is located. I have found a new site and I've transferred the episodes that were already published and now it's time to move forward. Ah, the growing pains of starting something new, right? There's always something that has to pop up. Okay, so back to Kip Moore. If you're not familiar with his work, he's probably best known for his songs Something About a Truck and Beer Money. And and yes, I can hear a lot of my non-country music friends telling me right now that those sound like very stereotypical country song titles. Oh, look, a song about beer, a song about a truck. Wow, what a surprise. Well, I can tell you that Kip Moore is so much more than that. He's got a very diverse catalog, and he's got fans that span all different genres. I know over in Europe, a couple of his songs have gotten a lot of radio airplay on rock radio stations too. But he and his band have spent so much time touring the world, building a very rabid fan base out there. But spending almost 300 days a year on the road can come at a very heavy cost. People get stressed out, relationships get strained, and a person's mental and physical health can struggle as well. Not all artists recognize that. Look, it's a dog-eat-dog kind of world out there, and some musicians will tour until their legs fall off just to make sure they can stay relevant and stay in the public eye. And it's not just artists who are working themselves to death. A study that came out at the end of 2019 found that one in three Americans will leave half of their paid days off unused every year. Yes, I said half. 
I mean, I think I left one day unused last year, and I regretted that. I actually had anxiety over the fact that I did not use one of my vacation days. That study also found that only 23% of employees take all of the time they're entitled to, and about 10% take no paid time off at all. Those are the people I want to talk to. Who are those people? Who says, you're going to pay me to take a day off, but you know what? No, thank you. I'm going to keep on working anyway. This is a problem, folks. We have to take advantage of this time, and we need to think about our personal and mental health. It is important to really take that time to refresh, and Kip Moore understands the value of that mental break from work. He makes a conscious effort every year to take a solid two months off, takes that time to travel to a beach somewhere, generally alone. He serves, he reads, and he just recollects himself. He gets back to what he's all about. I had a chance to catch up with him about a week after he got back from his annual trip. Uh, I will admit that this is not my greatest interview. Uh, honestly, I get kind of awkward around Kip Moore. I don't really know what it is exactly. I I just keep saying he, he's just so freaking cool that it's intimidating to me. <laughs> you ever have that with someone, someone that you just admire so much that when you're around them, you kind of have a hard time forming sentences. So I do think the point comes across here, but uh, I, I will have better interviews for you in the future. Trust me. So let's go ahead and dive into this conversation with Kit Moore. We are here with Kit Moore in Baltimore. Very excited for this show tonight. Thank you so much for coming by through town. You're welcome, man. I'm, uh, I'm 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 stoked to be here. I always love coming to this city. I still, I've told the crowd two summers ago that um at, at some point I'm, I'm gonna play Camden Yard. That's gonna happen at some point. I feel it. I know there's not shows there, but it's gonna happen. You know what? They had their first ever show last summer with Billy Joel. So you got some big shoes to fill. But you know what? I think we can make it happen. I'm I'm, uh, I'm I just I got this weird feeling, man. That's gonna be my first stadium play. All right, I'm going to propose it. We're going to do this. We're going to make this happen. Yeah. Kit Moore at Camden Yards. It's going to happen. Um, I know you just got off a two-month break. I actually was in Nashville last week and uh, heard the head of your label talking about that, giving you a little bit of a hard time uh, for being a surfer. Uh, what is that like for you? I mean, when did you start just saying, hey, you know what? We need to take a significant amount of time off just to refresh. Well, I mean, we, you know, we, we actually have been going nonstop since 2011. Um, and it was, a, it was one year where I did like 220 shows in a year. Um, you know, I came to a place about four or five years ago. Um, first off, I've always wanted to learn to surf. It's just always been something I've been so intrigued by. And um, I finally realized, I can't remember, I, th- I feel like it was 2015, uh, maybe 16, where I could raise my hand and be like, you know what, like I'm taking a little time off, you know. So, um this life is beautiful. Um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Um, I, I do feel blessed, so therefore I never really talk about it because I never wanted to come across as complaining because I know that I'm one of the few that gets to wake up and do what I love to do. But, you know, at the same time, I've worked so many other jobs before I was doing music for a living. Um, I didn't come from money where mom and daddy could help prop me up in Nashville while I chased after you know music so I was working so many odd jobs around trying to hone my craft of music Um, I traveled the country for years in a van you know in a jeep at one point for a whole year you know sleeping on fans floors and like I truly earned all this kind of the old school way but um, with all the other jobs that I worked even if I wasn't mentally stimulated or my heart wasn't in it there was one part of it that I kind of missed the minute you walked away from that job and you punched out the time clock you weren't thinking about that job you went home and your mind was clear and you go to bed and you'd sleep and this one this life takes a very very taxing toll on you mentally uh, 
your soul, everything. It's, um, you know, I'm on the road probably realistically 200 days a year. So you're, first off, your sleep is always deprived. You know, you're not getting in bed till around 2 o'clock every night. You're getting off stage around 12. You're not winding down till 2. Um, you know, then you're kind of driving through the night. You're not really sleeping well. It's just, uh, um, and then just that thing of getting up every single night, you know, and kind of putting yourself out there and trying to raise that bar and trying to still put your heart into it the way you did the night before. It just, it, after a while, it just breaks you down. So I learned that I needed that time to step away and uh, try to get myself centered again before I came back out. And when you're on the road that much, too, I mean, not every day is perfect. You're going to have illness at times. You're going to have, you know, soreness in your body and all that. So, I mean, you got to find that time somewhere to try to refresh that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, people have no idea just how many times I've been on stage where I felt like I was on my deathbed. You know, I, I can remember doing a show um, in California. I feel like this might have been last summer. Um, I came down with like a strep, strep throat, bronchitis, uh, the flu. It was like all at one time, just a double, you know, just a big whammy. And so I can't get better because I keep going on stage and I get so hot, you know, that I'm sweating death when I get off and then I'm freezing again. So it was just a constant battle. I can remember laying in a hotel room. We had two days off in Lake Tahoe and it felt like I was dying in that hotel room. Like I literally didn't get out of bed for two straight days. And that was like a Sunday and Monday, and then I had a show on the Tuesday night. And I remember it was like I came out of my coffin on the Tuesday, <laughs> and they had to pretty much just prop me up. They had to come and give me IVs, and it was it was a super painful show. But I hate canceling. I never cancel shows. But I can, you know, even stuff like that, like it takes such a toll on your body after a while, you know. So when I go do these surfing breaks, um, you know, I'm just – I'm out there in nature by myself. You know, I take I take these trips by myself solo, and I and uh, some days I might go I might go two or three days without saying a single word sometimes, and it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Rest the voice that way, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Has this always been a priority for you? I mean, you grew up in Georgia. I know you you moved to Hawaii at one point. I know your Wikipedia says you lived in a quote little hut <laughs> in Hawaii. I love the quote, but it was was wellness was personal, like physical and mental wellness, always a thing for you, or did it start after you kind of became an artist? Oh, it definitely started for me. Like, I mean, I've always tried to like keep my soul in check. But I think that trying to protect that thing inside of me, um, you know, I became aware of it once this career took off. Because you can't, there's no way to prepare for what happens when your career starts to really explode and you start to be in demand to do all these things all the time. Um, it's a, you know, it's just your life gets kind of flipped upside down. Um, so for me, it was more of, of that. And it, it was, man, it was like a, it was like a concrete slab with nothing but a screen around it. it had a roof, but it was four by ten foot. That was what that was what uh, what I stayed in the whole time I was there. How did you make that choice, like to move over there and just be like, "This is it, I'm doing this." Man, I was uh, twenty twenty one, I, I guess. Um, I graduated college and and um, honestly had no clue. I knew the whole time I was in college. I knew that I would never use any part of my degree. I, I, I just I I knew that I was one of those people that was just like something weird was going to happen in my life. I was playing in the bar. I was doing the bar band scene in the South, but I had never heard about people going to nashville and writing songs or I, I didn't know that was like a thing um so for me i never knew that music could be a living um so when i graduated school i was just like you know i, I need to go do something to put myself completely out of my comfort zone i bought a one-way ticket 
I had eighteen hundred bucks in my bank account from a summer job that I'd done that summer. That's like the one way ticket, right? There. Yeah, man. So, uh, Ben, I, I, I went out there, and um, yeah, man, I just backpacked all over that island. I'd hitchhike to the beach every day. I'd sneak into the Hilo College at night, and I got a girl to give me her student ID card. And I, for four seventy five, I get the buffet, and I get all the pizza, and I'd stuff it in my backpack, and then I'd eat that for breakfast. So that was like I literally was out there for close to six months, and and and, and lived off of seventeen hundred bucks. What kind of lesson did you learn from that? I don't know if that, that might be a loaded question for you, but I mean, it's just such a unique thing. Um, I learned a lot from that. I, I think for me, I, I listen all the time to people talk about one day or, well, I wish I could do that and this and that. And I have always been one of those people that when I feel an, an, an itch, you know, I feel something pushing, pushing me and nudging me. Um, I, I just, I love to step out of my comfort zone because I feel like that's how you truly grow. And I feel like there's so many people that are just playing everything on the safe end of life, their whole life. And for me, I learned at that time, you know, at 21, not knowing where I was going to stay, you know, any of that. I pretty much slept on the airport bench the first night. Um, I learned that I can land on my feet, you know, where, wherever wherever I go kind of thing. And I've been, you know, traveling the world ever since. Even before I was doing music, I would work three or four months i save up just enough money to get a plane ticket be able to you know be able to afford a hostel and i you know backpack around um live super minim- minimally and even now my circumstances have changed so drastic and now if i wanted to go stay at the four seasons i could go stay at the four seasons <laughs> but i still choose to travel um almost the same exact way as I always have because i like to keep my head in that space of always on the ground and being able to to relate to what's happening in the real world around me. What is the hardest thing for you? Because your life does get flipped and turned upside down when you go on tour. It's very different than a normal day, we'll say. What's the hardest thing for you to to keep in check? I mean, is it the eating? Is it the exercising? Is it the, what, what, What's the toughest thing for you from a wellness standpoint? Oh, man. You know, um, the day just seems to slip by so fast. You have a lot on your plate. Um, and I feel like... You know, for me, um, I've always had a faith about me. Um, and when I go take these trips and I'm waking up at 6 o'clock before the sun rises and I fix that cup of coffee and I've got my feet in the dirt, I, I, I go out there and I don't wear shoes for two months. I don't wear a shirt for two months. Anyways, but I I basically I feel so connected to nature, to God. You know, that sounds might sound hippy-dippy to some people, but I believe it. And I feel like I'm back to like what we were created to kind of be. And I can hear the birds and I can hear the monkeys in the trees. And I'm a natural thing happens where I begin to pray and I begin to read and I begin to do things that I've always done. But when I get out here um, and there's a lot of demand with my day and what I got to do and you're going to bed super late, you're waking up late. And then it's time the minute you somebody's waking you up and you're like you got all these things you got to do. And then you're surrounded by concrete and all the noise and I neglect things like that part of my life that that is what keeps me centered so even though I know that I still keep it at arm's length and I don't I feel like I don't have time for it when I have to find a way to make time but those are the things that make me start kind of slipping out of control um so for me that's what I've come to learn about myself but it's still hard to kind of wrangle is there a point where you're like, you know what, I think I'm done touring. And you're like, I'm just going to go and live on a beach somewhere and that's it. Um, here's the thing about me. You know, and I, this is probably going to be some kind of 
I can already hear it. I can already see it now. There's going to be people that are taking this and they're going to make clickbait headlines from it. I promise I won't. Um, but uh, I already know a few websites that definitely will. I will never be that guy standing on the stage in front of people to collect a check. It'll never happen. I've never cared about money. I truly don't. Um, like I was saying just a minute ago, I still live so simple. Um, I love to keep my guys taken care of. That's a big thing for me. Um, but my love for music is as high as it's ever been. My my love to create and to to create songs that are powerful for people's lives. You know, I get all these letters that I read all the time that are so so amazing from these fans, and I know that what I'm doing matters. Um, but the minute that I feel like it becomes too much of a job or I'm losing that love for it and all I really want to do is go, you know, be out there in the woods and I walk away from it. Um, I don't find my validation of who I am through this. I love it. I love it so much. And it's, um, I know that I'm one of the lucky people that gets to do it, but I will never, you will never see me go through the motions. The minute I start going through the motions, and I see that with a lot of acts where it's just kind of like putting on cruise control. Um, that's when I walk away from it. I don't know when that'll be. Um, uh, this, uh, you know, I don't think it'll be anytime soon, but then again, it could be. I, I don't know, but I, I do know that. I do know that the minute I feel like I can't put all my heart into this is the minute I walk away from it, and I will not just stand there to collect a check. I love that attitude. And, and you know, look, we're not going to name any names. We've all seen artists that are definitely up there just collecting checks. Yeah. You know, we've all seen it. And it is kind of disappointing as a fan when you watch that happen. And so I, I love that you already have that mental place where, like, yeah, there's no end date. Like, we don't have an expiration date yet. But yeah. at some point, that may happen. And, and you're already ready. You've already kind of come to grips with the idea of, like, you know what? That's not what I want in my life. Yeah, I, I think for sure. You know, I think about even, like, athletes that burn it as hard as they can. And then they have to realize that the time is up. Um you know, I would. I think that I'll be playing music for a long time. Will it be in the capacity that I am now? That's the part I don't know. Um, we've built something so solid that I feel like I could go out and play acoustic shows for the rest of my life. And um, um, I don't. You know, I, that's one of those things I can't. I, I can't really answer. But I know that I'm. I'm starting to put my my mental health and well being a lot more of a priority. And the minute I feel like I can't hold on to that, you know, is the minute that I don't. You know, I won't be doing this. Well, I think that's a good game plan, too. And I hope you're playing for a long time because we're big fans of yours. And since we are here, I have to ask you about the new record because I've heard a couple of songs. I do feel like there's uh, like a little bit of a different energy with this one here that you got coming out here. How do you feel about it? Um, I, 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 this is all I know. You know, we, we've done we've done two of these small private shows playing the new record. And of all of my records that I've previewed for people, I've never had this kind of reaction to the music, um, the instant reaction that we're getting from this. Um, we we have a whole new sense of life on stage. You know, we, we tour so hard, so we've been playing Wild Ones and Slow Heart so much over the last five years, so it's nice to have that new body of work um, to lean on. We can step away from some of those songs for a bit. So um, I, I definitely feel like this record is striking a chord in a different kind of way with people when they hear it. And one last question for you, because you're getting ready to hit the road this summer for a pretty major tour. I mean, kind of the comeback of Sam Hunt. You got Travis Denning and Ernest on that tour, too. It looks like it's going to be a really great day of music. Are you psyched for that? Yeah, for sure. Um, Sam has been a buddy of mine since we toured together back in 2015. Um, he's a good dude. He's a really, uh, 
he's a humble guy, man. He's never bought into his own hype, and that's what I like about him. Um, he just wants to go out there and make, you know, he. we do very different things, and that was, you know, the first thing that maybe I didn't know if it was going to quite work, but I've always respected what he does, and I think he has respect for what I do, and we just like each other as humans, and we like each other's music, and it was just like, let's just try this and see what happens. Well, we're looking, to ha- looking forward to having you back through Baltimore. Really appreciate you taking some time to talk to us for a little bit. Thank you so much. Looking forward to the show and everything for you, man. We're psyched. Appreciate it. Thank you again for checking out the Be More Well podcast. This was episode six. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day, whether you're driving right now in the car, you're walking the dogs, getting ready to pick up the kids from school, whatever it is. Thank you so much for making the Be More Well podcast part of your day. Don't forget, follow us on social media for more updates at Be More Well podcast on Instagram and at Be More Well on Twitter. 